Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey, everybody. Good news. We're doing the Comedy Fantasy Camp again. Jay Leno's going to be there. I'm going to be there. John Lovitz is going to be there. Caroline Ray is going to be there. Many, many other big comedians are going to be there. February 29th through March 3rd. Tickets are going to go fast, and it's all going to culminate at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. So come and join us at the Comedy Fantasy Camp and work with the pros. Get your tickets at ComedyFantasyCamp.com. This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting. But yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the judgment to get a mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks yeah. for sharing, man. Yeah, man. What's going on, Drew? I did uh, Russell Brand's podcast this morning. Oh, you did? Uh, and you know, I've known Russell for a long time. I, I, he reminded me of how many different things he and I have done together. And after I talked to him for about half an hour, we both just go, we should spend more time together. We should hang out together. And then, of course, I, I get a slurry of uh, DMs and uh post i'm so disappointed in you everyone's disappointed i'm so disappointed i know and you know what how do you react when you read the disappointment part when somebody's disappointed in you um i have a very specific reaction i usually wonder sort of what's up with them you you know what i mean so grandiose why do you think i would care about your disappointment well yes yes it's all roads lead to narcissism and 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 funny that's what he and i talked a lot about today interestingly yeah yeah Yeah, he's an interesting guy and then by the way i go after like how fucking grandiose do you think i care what you are disappointed and then my next reaction is go fuck yourself yeah. I've really adopted Elon Musk's "Go Fuck Yourself" stuff. I well, think that's, that's a, mine. Come on, <laughs> it's yours. I'm sorry, I was it's not telling Elon. you to do it's this. Not long Elon. before. It's Listen, not Elon. I did it to the Church of Scientology 25 yes, yes, you years did. ago. Yes, you did. That was scary. Please. But you did it. What? Listen, all this stuff is this shit I've been saying for you know. You want to say a decade? Not a decade. A quarter century. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years yeah. I've been telling everyone to fuck themselves. Uh, well, I've been saying that's how it goes away. It's To be fair, it's it's coming in on 30. Yeah. It's coming, yes, it's of coming. telling everyone to when, go fuck When you themselves. told Scientology to go fuck themselves, it was like 1998. Yeah. 1997, maybe. Yes, yes. And listen, everybody, 
You know, everybody has this, uh, you know, armchair quarterback thing where they're like, well, yeah, fuck masks and vaccines or whatever. Yes, say that two and a half years ago. See how you fare, you know. Fuck Scientology. Yeah, say that in 1998. It was tough. See how you fare. It was scary. Yeah, now everyone's like, yeah, of course. You yeah. know, it's like the civil rights movement. Like, yeah, well, I would have been there. You yeah. know, it's like you would have. Right. You would have taken a beating from a cop and a biting from a German shepherd. One of the greatest distortions that people have is that they all believe they would have been abolitionists in 1850. Right. Th- right. That, that was a very fringy position to take, and people were quite ostracized for that. It was, it was an odd... Or, it was, you know, it was you, John Brown and you, those guys. They were all way outcast. Stood up to the Gestapo and right. same thing. Same thing. Seventy percent of physicians became Nazis. They were amongst the first group to become Nazis. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. interesting. It, it's look. We just saw it. We just lived it. Learn. Don't do that again. Well, next I, time, do stand up. Yeah, I don't know what percentage of Californians stood up to lockdowns or whatever. I'd say about somewhere between three and seven percent at most. At most, so I don't know where everyone was. And and there I, were people like me too who were sort of maneuvering. I didn't really stand up to. I sort of maneuvered with it. I didn't. I, I I'm not happy with my. I told my, you my position no, you until later. Be, you shouldn't be happy. I know, but I don't know. Byron can figure it out. So I brought it up a few times, but you know. We had in Los Angeles a freedom rally in, you know, 2021 or 2020 late or something in in Los Angeles. So I know uh, Dennis Prager went and, uh, you know, 65 people showed up. Um, You know, three years earlier, we had a woman's march and a million people showed up and they didn't even know what the fucking cause was. Right. So don't fucking give me that shit where you're all revisionist with your history about what you would have done. Fuck that. Well, Jesus Christ. Part of the problem, part of the overall problem is in general, people, and, and this transcends, you know, Nazism or COVIDism or, or whatever, freedom of speech or whatever it is, um, or the civil rights movement. People are not nearly hard enough on themselves. You're right. And they have some sort of bizarre revisionist approach to life where it's like, well, here's what happened, but there's nothing. And I, I, I tried to help, but I couldn't. You know, you did nothing. You were a coward. It like, reminds me of the peep after you chased down that robber that chased that stole that woman's purse, and everyone stepped in and told about what is talked about what they did, but no one mentioned you. That's a very <laughs> good point, which is. Um, I heard a woman screaming for help at 9.30 at night. I don't know. It wasn't late night, but it had been dark for a few hours. Uh, I ran down the stairs of my apartment building sort of through this hedgerow, um, long sort of narrow corridors, a sort of apartment on the left, apartment units on the left, and then this 10, 20-foot high hedgerow on the right. So I was just sort of running blindly, out toward the sidewalk or the street where I heard the woman yelling, but I didn't know what was out there mm. or why she was yelling. Yeah, uh, I mean, I assume she was being assaulted or robbed or, yeah. or something, but she was just yelling for sort of general help. Mm. You know, there could have been a dog out there and there could have been a guy with a gun, you know, mm. he could have just shot me when I showed up, mm-hmm. but uh, he had just taken off and 
I chased him down the street and um, it was kind of gaining on him actually. And you know, his partner was in a old Mazda RX-7 and was trying to sort of snatch him up. He was running, he was driving along the street the same direction we were going a little bit ahead of us. Uh Kind of trying to scoop him up. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the plan is one guy drives, the other guy jumps out of the car, grabs the purse, and jumps back into the car. But then when I showed up, they got screwed up. Yeah. And so he kept kind of swerving in, but I was too close to him for him to like stop and get, get him in. into yeah. the car. And then uh, after the block and a half or something, the guy just threw down the purse and the attache case or whatever he stole and the dropped on the ground and then i started to pick it up um and then the woman who was robbed was sort of trailing behind us you know kind of walking our our direction when she what happened you know and uh yeah there's a few interesting moments from that her reaction was odd (laughs) she just showed up (laughs) she just showed up and in her in her purse or her briefcase was like open and stuff was sort of scattered about and she showed up and i i sort of looked up and i i said well you know he dropped the the suitcase so it looks like we got your your stuff or the briefcase or the purse whatever and uh she stopped she like looked around for a minute she goes like where's my wallet (laughs) and i go i don't know maybe it's scattered around because he sort of dropped it and it sort of popped open you know and stuff kind of spread out a little bit and it was dark i said maybe it's around here somewhere she's like oh god damn i just took 200 dollars out of the atm god damn it she was just pissed off like walking around no no thank you just no she never said she never said anything she was worried about her 200 dollars you know and then uh, explains why they targeted her by the way and then the 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 neighbors uh all started to file out slowly you know into the street um because they'd heard the commotion you know it was all apartment buildings you know santa monica did she keep yelling help as you were chasing her I'm just wondering how they they just heard her initial commotion. Or? I mean, she she yelled help probably a couple of times, yeah, yeah. and it's a quiet street in Santa Monica. Okay, got you it. know, weeknight, nobody around. Santa Monica, know. wow. Yeah, 14th Street, and I guess it, I never knew you lived in Santa Monica. That's well, what I'm yeah, about. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happened, yeah. but um, so I uh, you know, ran you know, and and we were trying to gather up her belongings and stuff like that, and. And uh, and I don't know if she yelled help as I was chasing the guy because probably had so much adrenaline going I wasn't really paying attention at yeah. that point. Yeah. And uh, then the neighbors came out. And then everyone sort of gathered around, and then there was a lot of like "Are you okay?" kind of stuff for her. You know. <laughs> and then uh, and at some point they like brought her inside. Like, do you want some tea, dear? <laughs> like, you need to whatever. <laughs> so one of the neighbors sort of brought her. She was a very attractive blonde woman young and uh and then they uh looking for reasons to bring her inside and then the guy <laughs> you should loosen your brow blouse you're uh, hyperventilating she was good looking blonde and uh and then the cop showed up and there was by by the time the cop showed up there was a sizable group sort of standing out here yeah and then what you were referring to is, you know, the cops, you know, what, what, what went on here? And it's like, well, we, we heard this woman screaming. So we all ran out and we chased this guy 
and we got her stuff back. And, you know, the cop was like, good work. You know? <laughs> uh, and uh, she went in one of the units, like, to calm herself down or have some coffee or, or talk to the cops. The crowd had sort of finished patting themselves on the back. And I just walked back to my unit and uh, went back to my crappy apartment and uh, watched some TV. And I sort of half thought that there'd be some note on the mailbox or something the next day because it was a, a the, the the apartment only had six units in it. So there wasn't, you know, it wasn't 48 units. It was only a hand, you know, for the people were, you know, elderly women, you know, there, there wasn't. She knew the apartment I lived in, or she at least knew from whence I came. Did she live on your street? Yeah, she yeah. apparently lived, I mean, I'm assuming all this, yeah, yeah, in like the next apartment building because she was, you know, getting out of her car type of thing, standing out there when she was assaulted. How so, old were you at this point? Um, I was probably, how old are you, Byron? Let's see. 29 as of today. Oh, today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, I was probably 20, uh, probably 27 and changed. I think how beaten down you were, your male brain didn't have you sort of going over and going, hey, last night we had (laughs) quite an experience. Sorry. (laughs) I I was. um, (laughs) You were too beaten down to even do that. I could have been 28, probably 27 and some change. I was totally single. I had really nothing going on, just kind of swinging a hammer. That's what I'm talking about. Driving a Zuzu Trooper around <laughs> with a lumber, you know, on the back and stuff. I was, I had nothing, but I was single for sure. And she was good looking and like blonde. And she lived right in there somewhere. Yeah. She was on my side of the street and she was right by the opening yeah. of my apartment building. So she couldn't have been far. Um, and so I sort of half waited for some knock on the door or note or some general, you know, one of those notes by the community mailbox that said, um, uh, looking for brave stranger, you know what I mean? Who probably resides in this building. Never heard a word, never, never been discussed. Uh, to this day, I have no idea. I mean, that person must you know, they've reside in Los Angeles or they resided in Los Angeles for, for a, a period of time. Yeah. I've told the story before. Never seemed to get back to her or, or anything. I've never heard a word about so any who this person young was. woman who had her, her belongings stolen after a $200 ATM withdrawal in 19, what, 91? Uh, yeah, 91, 92. Yeah. Could have been in there. 14th yeah. Street, yeah. Santa Monica. If anyone knows anyone fits that, Off that of Wilshire. profile, let us know. Yeah, let us know. And I, it must have... Send it to Byron at Adam Carolla. <laughs> it must... Uh, I mean, it must be... It's a happy birthday. It must be stuck in her mind, because you don't get traumatized that you way. You would with, think. You, you would but think. Again, but there is a... We have often talked about, oh, I didn't experience. Oh, well, no, there's one other part. When she showed up after I chased a guy and he, he dropped everything, when he when showed up, um, he, she was yelling that she didn't have her wallet or her, her change book or what, her purse or something that had her money in it, you know. And then she was pissed or upset 
you know, like, oh, man, I just went to the ATM. Like, God damn it. And and all that. And then at some point when we were trying to, you know, I was over here kind of gathering up some of her stuff. And then she was like over over there gathering up some stuff. And, and she went to the street, you know, from the curb. And then she did find her wallet. Mm. And then she announced to me, I found it. I found it. But it had nothing to do with me at that point. She had right. done all the work right, and right, found right. her wallet. And then right. she was like, oh, God, thank God. I've I found, succeeded. I've succeeded. <laughs> I found this wallet. I mean, if it had been a homely chick, I probably would have got a blowjob. <laughs> but she was but, hot. But it's, it's an interesting topic that you guys, you and I have addressed over the years, which is what it is to be a very attractive young female. The, the, celeb- yes. the celebrity status. That yeah, occurs. she's used to guys doing and, shit for her. And I have found that I I had a conversation. I, I was at a RFK Jr. thing the other day, and there was a the really young couple there. I guess these all billionaire people that were at this thing. Mm-hmm. And and, um, and they were a very attractive couple, very nice young people, and I had a nice conversation with them. And and the, the wife goes, you know, how do you deal with, with celebrity stuff, people turning their heads? I go... You, you must deal. With, you must deal with some of that. Yeah, and and and, uh, and it was awkward. And I thought usually my experience, attractive women appreciate it when you just speak honestly about what they are they're contending with. Yeah, haven't you found that? Yeah, but, I, I guess. Yeah, but, but sometimes it affects their personality, and that's what you're talking about here. She she was probably used to guys doing things for her. Yeah. Strangers, maybe. Yeah. And did not feel compelled to thank me or, or track me down or give me a reward of some kind or, it is or something. Some, that is ultimate celebrity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much bigger than yeah. any any kind of Hollywood celebrity right. could ever suggest. <laughs> so uh, that was that. Right. And, um, you know, people... I think question me sometimes, but I'm like, look, if I hear some woman screaming, I will run toward sure. where she's screaming. T- towards uh, towards the. I didn't go in the apartment and call nine one one. I went toward wherever she was screaming. I'm not even. I I mean I'm not I'm not that virtuous or brave. It's I just have low self esteem. Someone is screaming, and I'll go toward the direction the person is screaming. All right, sorry. All right, uh, Matt, Adam got mad at me last time I talked about the wellness company and their medical emergency kit because I'm such an enthusiast. 90% of pharmaceuticals are out, produced outside the U.S. Will you have what your family needs when the next crisis strikes? And with the wellness company, you can get preparedness. They now have their medical emergency kit with the outbreak of all the respiratory illnesses. Why aren't you prepared? You don't have to go to urgent care centers when you get sick. You can have their medical emergency kit. It's the wellness company's emergency kit. Eight life-saving medication, including amoxicillin, z ivermectin, and a guidebook for safe use. And they're backed up by telehealth. The wellness company chief medical board, myself, Peter McCullough, other physicians are interested in empowering you to take control of your health. That's and efficient and cost effectively. The wellness company's medical emergency kit from tick bites to COVID to bioterror events, every scenario is covered. It's TWC. It's the wellness company. It's their medical emergency kit. And stay tuned for other kits coming your way soon. Right, Emmy? That's right. Go to TWC.health slash ADS and grab your medical emergency kit right now. That's TWC.health slash ADS. Code ADS saves you 10% at checkout. Don't wait until you need it. Take control of your health today with the wellness company's medical emergency kit. So I um, I lost sleep last night. Mm. Uh, something is accumulating in my head mm. about 
just the the awfulness that's flying around these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I've forwarded to you or Emmy or somebody or maybe to, to Chris Chris maybe um, a thread by the guy you have on ACS today, the mm-hmm. guy that does the reporting on the LA Times it's from twenty two. I'm sure you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I, I just sent it out long anyway, just in case. I found it so disturbing. And then I started looking at what's happening to Jordan Peterson. He has to go to re-education camp or he's going to lose his license. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's going to lose his license. And I've got – then I started thinking about Brett Weinstein and all the shit he's taking for just being a scientist. Mm. And what got me – you see if this is has some something real in it. Mm-hmm. The, the woman that – the. All right. So those of you who don't know, the LA Times was bought by a billionaire here in Los Angeles. The LA Times was already a shit rag, but it just gone into the – just become ridiculous. And the, this guy chronicles how it's the work of this billionaire's daughter, okay? And that's one thing for a billionaire to use his daughter – allow his daughter to use this thing as her toy. That's That's his prerogative. But what bothered me – was this woman is like really smart and really her her training the daughter the daughter in so you know, at Stanford and at Oxford and but all these obscure areas and I thought oh my god she is being indoctrinated into these very obscure models for how economy should work and then she's trying to impose that on everybody in the United States and it just I just thought, oh my God, these people are so dangerous. They're so dangerous when they're they're like like extremely well conceived machines that are then turned on you know on the well, wrong you know, targets I, I think, or something. I think I think you're right in that we have not formally labeled these people dangerous. Um, what we've done is we go, well, they're misguided. Their heart's in the right place. Quiet. They mean well. They want the environment to be well, and they want the homeless people to be treated with dignity, you know, and they want a, a social welfare system that takes care of all, and they want med- they want top-notch medical. And so we've always, we've always kind of approached these people, whether they're in charge of the LA Times or politicians or just folks on Twitter, is these sort of well-intentioned, good people who just didn't get the results that they wanted, but they wanted this. You, you know what I mean? Yes. But they, but they got to be, they got to fall under the heading of, he's not, you know, they're not bad. They're good people. They're well-intentioned. They're just sort of picking the wrong route for this problem, right? Now, just hear me out. I think you're right now that they have to start being labeled as dangerous, because their thing is like, look, we don't want this big police presence in the metro system intimidating travelers of black and brown, you know, descent. We'll have community ambassadors, like safety ambassadors uh, with nothing but an orange vest being there. And then you get the shit beat out of you. And so they're like, well, you know, here's what we wanted. No, no, someone got their brains kicked in. Right, so you are dangerous. Yes, this is dangerous. It's, it's be, look. I'm going to go talk. Not only that, but if I said, you know, my wife, 
she's really compassionate and she really cares, you know, about, about the people. And so she's letting, there's a homeless guy named Tommy and she's brought him into the house and she's letting him sleep on the couch and she wants him treated with dignity and blah, blah. But then that guy raped my daughter. Then her ideas are dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's not that she's compassionate. She's dangerous. And I think whether it's the defund the police or the sort of open the borders, like, hey, everyone needs to be treated with dignity. Yeah, we have Al-Qaeda members coming across the border planning their next fucking domestic attack. Your, yeah. dan- your, your ideas are dangerous and need to be labeled as dangerous. Well, I have gone further when it comes to the people that are getting in the way of treating the homeless and properly managing. Yes, that's you're a, killing homeless You people. are negligent manslaughter. Right. Negligent that's, murder. That's it's, what it's, I'm I, I've said it straight. You're murderers. You're murderers. You're murdering yeah. people directly. Your your policies, your decisions, they're, they're negligent, yes, and but they are absolutely there. You are murderers. Let's call right. it what it is. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. So I think our problem in the past has always been a like, oh, she means well, and her heart's in the right place. I, I don't think the policy's good, but she... No, no, you're now getting people killed. Hey. Look, Black Lives Matter, defund the police. There's a body count to that idea, and that's on you guys. And I, I don't know what greater description of dangerous than a body count. There you go. And there's your cockamamie ideas about the homeless community being treated with dignity, and there's a body count attached to that. There will be a body count with the border stuff, too. It's just a matter of when and how much. Yeah, wouldn't some mall just gets fucking shot up by terrorists? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was uh, was just writing this down, and and it was kind of funny. Um, You know, whenever they give this speech about... uh, anti-Semitism, you know, anti-Semitism on the rise, you know, mm-hmm. and then they always go, and uh, Islamophobia, they have, they have to say it, right? They have to say it, right? right? The same breath, yeah. They have to say it in the same breath, and it's almost like saying, you know, we have a problem with uh, African-American men punching out people on the sidewalk, and also the Asians. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you, you really? You want to connect those two? But it's always funny when the next day they go, they go, the big problem is anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Today in New York City, uh, a bunch of Palestinian protesters beat the shit out of some Jews. You know, and then, But there's no other story going the other way, which is that's the whole grift. Do you yes. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, Every story. That's journalism grift. Right. right. That's, that, that's, this is the stuff I was up at night obsessing about. But also you think about. You think about this, there's all the, it's interesting. You know, there's a word for anti-black or anti-Jewish or anti, there's a word for everything. There's no really anti-white word. You know, they don't really have a title. And the other thing that's interesting is I was just writing it down and I was looking at it. Anti-Semitism, so you're against the Jews, Mm. Islamophobia. Uh, <laughs> Phobia is irrational. We need semitophobia. See how yeah. see how they yes. do it. Yes. One is against the Jews. The other is you guys are nuts. Uh. You so the group that is causing all the destruction, Islam, will put the word phobia after it and make us all sound like loons <laughs> for thinking that they do what they do. Yeah. Because phobia, if you look at phobia, it's the irrational fear. Yeah. 
of something. Yeah, well, it should be, but it's been it's been kind of adulterated by homophobia, where it means anything. I, I get yeah. it, but homophobia yeah. Yeah. and Islamophobia. Why isn't just anti-Islam or yeah. anti-gay? Yeah, it's phobia, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting massaging of the language, which is you guys are nuts for having thoughts about pho- this. Phobia is a diagnosable condition. Right, yeah. which needs to be fixed. Yes. Well, Jordan Peterson's going to get it fixed. Yeah. He's going to go re-education I, camp. Yeah, I that, I haven't seen... That's not been thought of since the Chinese Cultural Revolution by the communists. I don't... Which was one of the most darkest periods of history. People do not know that story. They don't know their history. Well, they don't know their Period. history, but they don't know how it's repeating itself. Yeah. And they don't know what's happening to Peterson. And they don't have a full grasp on Trudeau or Canada. I have been yelling about this for quite some time. I've been saying, look, Florida's over here and Texas is over there and California is over here. (laughs) And then the leader of the fudge pack is Canada. Canada is where California will would like to be in about between five and seven years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have a guy in Trudeau who's as progressive as as they come. Now, you know, I would say I'd give Trudeau a ten on the progresso meter, and I'd give Gavin Newsom an eight. Yeah. And their plan is to rule and take shit away from those who disagree with them. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson is a well-respected psychologist and, you know, doctor and on the board, the Canadian whatever, and taught at the university and everything. Professor. And he would not go along with the pronouns thing. That's how he got in trouble. So then they decided to destroy him, the government. Yeah. The government of Canada is saying to this guy, you either go along with our craziness or we're going to strip you of your license. By the way, if you look at what he was saying at the very, very beginning when he took issue with this, it was probably 10 years ago, he said, forced speech. I cannot abide by forced speech because that leads to re-education camps. Yes. (laughs) Now Now they want him to go to a (laughs) re-education camp or they're going to strip his license. Yeah. I think you ought to go and take notes and bring back and report report what it was like. See, it, I think. By the way, the gonna... same group that talks about freedom all the time, freedom and democracy, and preserving it. I don't think people are dumbos and that they fall into the trap of Trudeau like they do with news somewhere. They go, look at him, look at him. He means well. Look at that guy. Yeah. Look at that hair. Come on now. But the but the always the, the group you said that always we always say intends to do well. Why, when you have converse with them or take issue with them, why are they always so nasty and angry? Always. You yeah. can't have conversation because of the degree of hostility that no, comes it's, your way. You what comply, is, go to a re-education camp, or we will strip you of your license. What is that? I can't, I can't even figure that part out. It's, so, it's just so odd to me. And it comes in different flavors, but it's always – Angry and hostile and intolerant. Yes. There is a, uh, Emmy or Byron can find it, but there was a very nicely worded response from Jordan Peterson, probably, it's probably a week old, 
um, where he basically explained what they were trying to do and what he was going to do. Um, it's just a statement released. I, I think you guys will find it pretty well-worded and pretty compelling. Um, we'll do it on the next show. He also did a video with his daughter last night where he talked about it. Yeah. What? It always All this stuff cracks me up because it's like I have the same relationship with women. They go, why do you want all this trouble? It's like he doesn't want trouble. He would like to go about his day. Yeah. You then foist something on him. He then pushes back, and you want to know why he's starting trouble. Why just wear the mask? Just stand six yeah. feet apart. What's the big deal? I know, because it doesn't work, and I don't want to do things you that don't care, work. You care about other people. I care. All right, I'm going to be in Las Vegas tonight. No, tomorrow night. Sorry. Tomorrow night. Two shows at Jimmy's show at Jimmy's Theater. Come it's on a good club. comedy club. Yeah, it's a great club. By the Bally's kind of. Grand Junction, Colorado Mesa Theater. Beautiful. Grand Junction's beautiful. That'll be Friday night, two shows. And then Estes Park, Colorado. Stanley Hotel. Beautiful. Shining. Saturday, two shows. Naples, Florida, coming up off the hook. That'll be February 2nd and 3rd. Four shows. Just come on out. Say hi. Go to adamcurl.com for all the live shows. What do you got, Drew? Go to drew.com. Everything is there. And uh, check out the streaming show, drew.tv. Appreciate your support there. So, till next time, Adam Curl for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.